You're listening to Women in Wealth WordPress, a podcast dedicated to the pursuit of female empowerment and financial freedom through the wonderful world of web design. Hi guys, happy Thursday. I hope that you are having a good week so far. I have been myself hitting the gym. I'm just coming over a wisdom truth issue. So I've had a lot of swelling and a lot of pain. And that really fucked me up, actually. I had a couple of days where I just could not cope with anything and I had to spend a full day in bed and it was not pleasant. You'll probably hear about this in a few more weeks. I actually need to get it removed, but they recommended waiting till it heals and then going again. So I think this is going to be a bit of a journey, this one. Today, I want to talk about money mindset. And money mindset is something that is thrown around again and again, but it really is so important and so real and so critical. It really helps determine how you show up in your business and everything that you do, every facet of your business, whether subconsciously or not. The beliefs that you have about yourself, your business, your money, everything really impact the way that you market yourself, the way that you talk on sales calls, the way that you deliver your value, the way that you do your marketing, all of these different facets, which will definitely impact how your business is succeeding, how it's growing. It's also going to show up in the way that you manage your money and how you spend it and how you save it and how you allocate it appropriately, how you make investments and how you determine what is an investment and what is an expense. There are so many facets that come into play here. So I really do want to talk about this. This podcast is called Women Wealth WordPress for a reason. Money is a big part of what I talk about, what I encourage my students to make, what I encourage my clients to make, what I help people do within their business is make money. And that is a really big part of it. One quote that really I always think back to is if you think you can't, you won't. If you believe you can, you're halfway there. I really want to encourage you to just start thinking, just start believing in yourself, just start thinking that things are possible because they are. And a lot of this comes from recognizing your beliefs, unpacking them and overcoming them. So we will be talking through how I recommend you do that in this episode. The first thing I want you to start doing is recognizing if you have a negative money mindset or a negative money belief. This is the biggest thing. It's the thing that it always comes back to. And even being aware of it and even trying to look for these things in your daily life You may not know that they're there and then all of a sudden you'll have a ha-ha moment and something will make you realize, okay, this is a belief I hold about money and I might need to change that or I might need to work on that. Or this is a belief I have about money and I didn't used to believe that. This has actually changed over time and look at me, go me, I'm improving, I'm changing all of these types of things. I really want to help you to understand the signs of a poor money mindset. It might be feeling undeserving of high-playing clients always undercharging and over-delivering, always fearing like you're scared to invest in yourself or potentially even stuffing your packages with things that aren't necessarily expected in that package or need to be in that package or are going to be valuable for every client. So really looking at what needs to be delivered within each scope of work and what doesn't and what should be included and what are you over-delivering on. And I've had a few conversations with guests about this over the time. There's one a few episodes back with Jasmine Designs and there's another one coming up with Shannon and we really talked about this and what it comes back to is 
the feeling that you feel after you do a project, if you're over delivering, if you feel like you're just doing a little bit above and beyond to really do a good project and help that client, or if you're really over delivering and you're doing more than what you're really being compensated for. So come back to that feeling in your chest. That is really how you will know. One example of this, I actually had a student in my Women Wealth WordPress course and I had a call with her. We went through and one of her main questions was about pricing and we went through her packages. And the first thing I could see was that she needed to A, raise her prices. They were sitting around the $2,000 mark. And I always say, if you do my course, we're at the $3,000 mark, you need to be charging minimum of $3,000. So first up, raise your prices by $1,000. Here is me giving you permission. This is your permission slip. You are worth it because you are putting time into developing these skills. So you are able to offer them as part of your packages. So straight away, put your prices up. The second thing with that is that we looked at the packages that she was offering. And what I could see was within the web dev package, she was including some things like social media post, EDM building, all of these types of things. These aren't really necessarily typically included in a web dev process. These are actually things that clients are happy to pay extra for and they don't expect you're just going to do them for free included in a website package. So I think it was really critical to highlight to her, okay, I know what you're doing here. I think that you're feeling uncomfortable about this pricing and what it includes and whether it's actually of the value that you're charging. And so you're trying to overcompensate by including all of these extra things but they don't need to be included. I'm telling you right now, you are undercharging and over-delivering. So sometimes having a chat with other people can actually help you see where it is that you need to make some changes or really highlight things to you. One example from my personal life with this, which is a very recent discovery of mine, and I am a little bit embarrassed to share this. Please don't judge me. <laughs> Quite disgusting. I have always, when I blow my nose with a tissue, I put the tissue in my pocket and I use it again. And some of you I know are going to be like, that is absolutely disgusting. This came up because my husband was refusing to wash my clothes with his clothes. And I went and checked the laundry and I was like, what's happening with these clothes here? And he's, I just wanted to wash my clothes. And I'm like, but why didn't you wash my clothes? I wash your clothes all the time. And he's, I don't feel like having to open the washing machine and all these bits of tissues everywhere and I need to rewash it. And then I need to clean them and then I need to hang them out again. I need to get them hung out for work. So I didn't wash your stuff too. And I was like, oh, can't you just check the pockets? And he's like, no, that's disgusting. You need to get better at checking your own pockets. And I was okay. A, that's true. I totally agree with you. I'm sorry. And B, why am I putting tissues in my pockets? There is a very simple fix to this issue. Tissues are one use product. It's $2 for a box of 80 tissues. I am allowed to blow my nose once and then throw my tissue in the bin because A, that's the most hygienic thing to do and B, I don't need to be hoarding tissues and coming from this place of scarcity of having a million tissues in my pocket. But that is how I was brought up. In my household, we never even had tissues. We had toilet paper. So even moving from toilet paper to tissues was a luxury and I have always had a lot of allergies. So having to blow my nose on toilet paper was like, a big thing for me. I always had sore, red, raw nose. So moving to tissues was this big luxury upgrade for me. And now I've even gone beyond that to the fact that I am allowed and I am worth using a tissue, a fresh tissue, every time I need to blow my nose. That is such a simple thing. 
and that is such a profound change in my life that I'm worthy of a fresh tissue every time. And also that's going to solve the, the problem of my husband not wanting to do my washing. So this is a really big and recent thing in my life that I, you think that you come through these negative money beliefs and you've overcome them, but I guarantee you have a look around, be a little bit critical. Things will come up in your life without you even knowing. Really try and start to be aware. And I think it's one of those things that you can't just do it all at once. It needs to be done over time. Things will reveal themselves over time and you just need to be aware of them, capturing them, working on them and making changes based on what you discover. So that brings me to my next point, overcoming those limiting beliefs. There's some common beliefs in this industry there's too much competition. I can't charge that much. I'm not good enough. But every feeling that comes up like that, I really want you to challenge them. I really want you to capture them. One good way to do this is through journaling. And I've talked about this before. My journaling process is Jiva, which is gratitude, visualizations, affirmations, and reflections. So quite often with the reflection piece, that is where I will challenge my limiting beliefs that I've recognized. I will also write affirmations around countering that limiting belief and trying to build this new belief within myself through repetition. Another thing that you can do with that is write down a counter argument about what that belief is. And a lot of the time, what I have found for me and what I have heard is that it comes back to worthiness. For me, I was never worthy enough when I was a child of having tissues that cost more money than toilet paper. Despite all of my allergies and despite the problems of blowing my nose with toilet paper constantly. And then beyond that, I got these tissues because I was like, I'm an adult now, I can afford these tissues. But I still didn't see myself as worthy enough to use one tissue per nose blow. So I was using up this tissue, blowing my nose multiple times till all of the kind of corners were like wet and gross. I'm so sorry. This is such a disgusting episode. Please don't cancel me for my tissue habits. But that's massive. And then I've just realized this is a scarcity mindset thing. This is me thinking that I'm not worthy to use more than one tissue. I'm not worthy of the cost of having how, how many more tissues I need to go through. And the environmental thing is a whole nother thing. I'm sure that comes into play a little bit with it. For me, this one belief has come back to I am worthy. I am worth it. I am worth having a hygienic life, not feeling so gross. I've always felt gr that it was gross, but. I just didn't really see another option and I didn't have that shown to me as a child or any anyone show me that there was another option and that it was okay to just use one tissue. That's It's so profound. It's such a small thing. But um, yeah, within that, you really want to start breaking them down. And for me, the thing is that I am worthy. It's okay. It's safe. I'm not going to get in trouble for using too much or for wasting or for being wasteful or all of these types of things that I have been brought up with. I've mentioned recently I grew up in a Mormon family, Mormon household, Mormon, Mormon church and community. And so a lot of that as well within that community is this whole thing of being wasteful and being ungrateful and all of these types of things. So there's so much I'm having to unpack consistently and constantly and there's new stuff coming up all the time. So along with this as well, I really want you to look up some really great tools that you can use here as well, as I mentioned, are affirmations and also tapping. I will mention a few resources at the end for you to look up. All right, next thing I want to say to you is to set your value and stick to it. I think this is where it's really important to have packages and to work on set pricing. Of course, you can vary within that, 
there might be packages that you charge more for. There might be packages that you charge less for. You might be coming up with a custom package for particular projects, whatever it is, but having a rough guideline of what you choose, of what you charge for a specific thing, like the thing that you do most of the time, the website that you deliver most of the time. Because when you talk to that client, you'll know what that price is and then you'll be able to communicate it clearly and confidently. Within that, within my first and second year, I really did have a lot of people asking me for discounts a lot of the time. And somewhere along the way, I made this decision that I do not discount my pricing. And I started repeating that phrase to myself. I do not discount my pricing. I do not discount my pricing. I had someone ask me, I said that phrase, I do not discount my pricing. And somewhere along the line, people stopped asking. It has not happened to me in years. And I'm not sure if that was a mindset shift, if it was me just putting it out there to the universe, if it was around the way that I started to show up and really communicate my value. But whatever it was, people stopped asking me. So making that decision and changing my mindset and sticking to my guns and knowing my value really helped change my money mindset and the way I show, the way I would show up in my business, which was really valuable for me. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is investing in yourself in business. I talk about this all the time, but I do it myself. I invest in courses. I invest in masterminds. I am looking at investing in a coach at the moment for just more one-to-one support and really looking at these things as not expenses, but investments, because there's this thing of return on income. Everything that you invest in, it really should be bringing money back into your business tenfold plus. With my course, one thing that I say is that I'm giving you an entire business. This is a one-off cost for an entire new business that you can go on and you can run for years and years. So when you think of it that way, if you can make 100K in a year, which I have had students go on and do as a side hustle, that three grand becomes absolutely obsolete because if you can make a hundred from it in your first year, imagine what you can do in your second. Imagine what you can do in your third. So when you think of things as investments, not expenses, money isn't finite. You spend money, it will come back to you. It will come back to you and more. So really flipping the switch around how you spend money. There is a really great book by Ken Honda and he talks about happy money and he says that when you spend money, you should spend money gratefully and happily. No one's forcing you to spend money. If you're spending money, it's because you've decided it's for a reason and you've decided that it's worth it. So you spend that money gratefully and then the money you get back from your clients, you receive that money gratefully. And every time you spend, every time you receive, be thankful for it. Have a little moment of thankfulness. And I do this every time I get paid, I have a little moment of thankfulness and I write it down and I just take a moment to celebrate and say thank you. And I do the same when I pay. When I pay for something, I pay generally above what they're asking me, what the invoice is, I round it up always. I give tips. I tell people to charge me more because the majority of the people that I'm hiring for things, I'm finding that they're not charging me enough. So I'm tipping people. I'm gratefully giving money on the things that I choose to spend on. And that has seen me really well in my business. And I've got a lot from that book, Happy Money. So I really recommend that you read that as well. With those investments, the thing with it is that if you are having skills gaps within your business, within your process, whatever it is, if there are places that you're not feeling confident, if there are places that, you know, are lacking or that you need to improve on or that you're having trouble with every project, 
this is where that investment piece comes in because you need to fill those skills gaps because you need to do that to build your confidence, to improve your money mindset that you are worth something. It's like a cycle. You have to see the value in it, start doing it, and then those beliefs will come true. And then it's a cycle. You go around and you do it again. But the next level, next week, I will actually talk about confidence. This is something I've got a few questions about lately. So I will talk a little bit more about that. And this is where I will link to this piece as well. But within this, I really recommend that you set aside a portion of your income every month and really dedicate this to growth. Not everything needs to cost money. There are so many like email newsletters that you can subscribe to, YouTube channels, blogs, podcasts, obviously. (laughs) I love a good podcast myself and very partial. But yeah, really allocate a little bit of your money. Um, My friend Amy says the transformation is in the transaction. So really when you do spend things on something as well, you also have this mindset shift around making sure that you do it and making sure that it happens and prioritizing that. You've made a decision to do something, so it does help you keep a little bit more accountable. And with this as well, I just want to say one thing. I was being really called to do a course earlier in the year, and it was the Rise course with Prue from Owners Collective in Byron Bay. And I just kept seeing it was coming up. She was talking about it. I was getting the emails. I was reading everyone. And I was just like, this is exactly what I need. I'm on the cusp of hiring. I need some guidance around hiring. I'm at this stage where I really need to keep a better track of my financials and get on top of my cash flow and my profit and my loss and my revenue and all of these types of things. So it was everything I needed at that time. But I was also in this massive phase of investment in my business. Like I said, I was just on the cusp of hiring. I'm just coming back from mat leave. I just hired a copywriter to do all of this copy for me. There was a lot happening in my business. So I actually messaged her and I was like, I really want to do your course. I just don't have the funds right now. Can we work something out? And she did have a payment plan option, but even at that stage, the payment plan option was not feasible for me. Like I said, I'm already in this mastermind. I'm going to a conference next week. There's actually a lot I'm paying off at the moment because I truly believe in this investment piece. And I walk the talk. I don't just tell people to invest and then not invest myself. I'm constantly learning and growing and I'm putting myself in situations that stretch my boundaries and allow me to grow and go forth and give back to my clients and give back to my students. Yeah, I sent her an email and I was like, Prue, I'm feeling very called to do this. Is there any way that you can offer me a more extended payment plan? Because I really want to do it. And yeah, it was originally a four-month payment plan. I was hoping she would come back to me with six and she actually came back and said, yeah, let's do eight. And so I'm paying it off over eight months and I know that investment will come back to me in spades. And I'm really grateful that she did that for me because I know that course has already given me so much. I'm still in the process of going through it, but I know that it will pay me back in my business. So it was a very worthwhile expense for me. All right. And the last thing I want to say, and this is actually coming back to Prue as well. I'm going to have to tag her in this one. But in her course, she does talk a lot about money mindset. And this is something I have done a lot of work on. But actually her first module, same as my course, Women Wealthward Press, her first module is on money mindset. And this is where I believe There is no limit to what you can learn. And this was one really great example of this for me. So she did this meditation and she talked about, okay, look outside and see a tree. You see the tree. Okay, look at that tree. How many branches does it have? Okay. And now on every branch, how many sticks does it have or twigs or coming off that branch? And then on those sticks, how many leaves does it have? The amount cannot be quantified. It's so high. 
So then look at the whole tree. How many leaves are on that whole tree? Okay, now look to your left. How many trees do you see? How many trees out there and how many leaves are there? And now look all around you. How many trees? How many leaves? The number is infinite. We cannot count. We have no idea how much there is. And then with on that tree, okay, coming, zooming back in a little bit. How many ants are on that tree? How many bugs live on that tree? How many birds live in that tree? And then how many birds live in the trees and all of the, all around your house? And so for me, I just, I really love that because it's this idea of abundance, this idea of overflowing. There is so much money, so much energy, so much everything out there in nature is bountiful. It's abundant. And if you can tap into that mindset of abundance, you will see really amazing things in your business happen. And one thing I really latched onto with that meditation was a bird's piece. And I was like, okay, birds mean money. And so the last few weeks I've been biking around, I've been driving around and I've just been noticing a bird and I'm like, there's money, there's money. And then it's really funny when you have a moment like that and you see a bird and you look around, you'll see another bird. You keep going, you'll see a flock of birds. There are so many birds all around us. And if you can get into that little space of abundance and noticing the flow, another saying I really like is money is energy and I'm in the flow. If you can get in the flow of money, if you can get in the flow of energy, if you can get in the flow of abundance, you will attract it to you. This is something I have seen in my life. I've said this privately within my woman wealth group, but I really did not come from a wealthy background. I was living in state housing. I had single parents. I remember there was an occasion where I had a girl guides me and we were making pizzas and I was tasked with bringing a can of spaghetti. And we had cans of spaghetti in my house. We had a whole cupboard full of cans of spaghetti. My dad is one of those doomsday preppers that comes back to the Mormonism. But he has a whole stock of food and he would not let me take one can of spaghetti to my girl guides to make pizza. And it was because of this scarcity mindset for him. And so to me, I was like, I am not worth one can of spaghetti. And that is one of the biggest money mindset things that has stuck in my head for my entire life is that I am not worth these things. And it's been a lot for me to overcome. And there's been times where I've made money and I've been embarrassed by it. So there has been a lot, a lot of shit here to unpack. And yeah, I just really want to encourage you to start this journey, to start to be aware of it, to start to put yourself in situations that expand your horizons, whether that's networking with more successful people, whether that's following things. Like I love following Kim Kardashian and seeing what triggers me that she posts when she posts about her luxury jet or her fucking G-Wagon or I don't know if it's her or Kylie who has a G-Wagon. The luxury cars, all of these types of things and examining those things and going, why does this trigger me? What is this bringing up for me? When we were buying this house, we were always going to open homes and beautiful new homes and doing the whole daydream, driving through the suburbs where we wanted to live, all of those types of things. So put yourself in those situations and yeah, really be open to it. I've seen the power of what this work can do and the change that it can bring in my business, in my life, in my family's life, the ripple effects of that, hiring two women and hiring a woman with a disability, same as me. So yeah, there is huge things that can come from this. I just want to leave you with a couple of resources that I love. If you look up Gala Darling, she does a lot of tapping videos on YouTube and they are awesome. I love them. A book called You Are a Badass at Making Money and also Happy Money by Ken Honda, which I just mentioned before. 
And another one as well, Get Rich Lucky Bitch by Denise Tuffield Thomas. She is an Australian author too. Yeah, start your journey if you haven't already. If you have already, continue it. <laughs> like I said, it never ends. But thank you for being here. I'm so stoked to talk to you. And until next time, have a lovely week. If you love what I do here, let's connect. I tend to hang out on Instagram and you can find me at Seedling Digital and at Woman Wealth WordPress. You can head to womanwealthwordpress.com forward slash freebie to download my free Embrace Your Dream Life workbook. This guide is over 10 pages of actionable information and worksheets designed to help you build a profitable and fulfilling business in three steps. Get clear on your why, improve your money mindset and hone in on your messaging. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a rating and a review. It truly means the world to me and I read every message and kind word. Till next time, aim big. Aim big.